the cost of not being well is so high. Your quality of life, whether that's in your profession, whether that's your relationships, whether that's experiences like traveling or graduations or weddings or whatever, your physical, mental and emotional health can really rob you of having high quality experiences, whatever that looks like for you. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. Come on in. It's time to determine whether or not your health is a liability or an asset. Listen, I accidentally pulled up an old email today where I had done a presentation back in 2021 for one of my good friends and colleagues, Brielle. And she had sent me a testimonial from one of the people who were in the audience during my presentation. I don't even know what this presentation was about. I was just doing me, slanging plants per usual, right? Telling people the power of taking a whole food plant-based approach to optimal living. And she had sent me a testimonial from one of the attendees. And this attendee said, is my health a liability or an asset? I needed to hear that today. I've never looked at it that way. And I forgot all about that, right? Because I come up with stuff like this all the time to try and help put into perspective how we should be looking and approaching our health. And so this attendee sent this review and really, you know, spoke about how that really resonated with her on whether or not her health was a liability or an asset. And I want to bring it back up today and give you a framework that you can use to help you identify, or if you're a coach, to help you identify, help your clients identify whether or not their health is a liability versus an asset. This is a big deal. Why? Because most of us are not crystal clear on the fact that our health is actually hindering us more than it's helping us. So just to put this in very simple terms and definitions, your health is an asset if it adds to the value of your life, if it aids in helping you do everything you desire and need to do in order to live the life that you desire. In that instance, your health is an asset. Your health is a liability if it takes from your ability to live the life that you desire. And so for some people, this is crystal clear and crystal obvious, depending on how advanced their health conditions are. For some of us, though, this is not super clear. So I'm going to give you three metrics that I want you to look at to determine whether or not your health is a liability versus an asset. Because too many of us are walking around here with our health being a liability and in my humble opinion, not doing enough about it. 
And it is insane to me. It baffles me that we will walk around unwell and not do everything we can on a daily basis to become well. And so because we have normalized being unwell in our society, i.e., it's okay to be overweight. It's not. I.e., it's okay to be on one medication. It's not. I.e., it's okay to grow old and start losing your faculties and losing your memory and losing your agility. It's not. And so for some reason, we've normalized being sick. We've normalized being overweight. We've normalized being on medication. And in those instances, if people have those substitutions for optimal health, like medications and medical equipment and other people in their circle cheering them on. Yes, go be plus sized everywhere. Like it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So what I'm going to do for you today is give you a framework in which you can determine whether or not your health is a liability or an asset. And that way, you know the amount of effort you need to put in to getting back to a place of optimal health, because we, especially marginalized communities, are suffering at an exponential rate, unnecessarily, disproportionately, we're dying prematurely, we're handicapped and uh, succumbing to disability when we don't have to, our quality of life is being shot by all of these medical bills and just our inability to function at a high level because we're so unwell. So before I get even more angry, let's get into it. Okay, so there is a framework that we teach our students at Farm to Table, my plant-based coaching program, and it's called CQC. And I want to introduce that framework to you today so that you can use it if you're a coach or if you are just an individual and if you need to know whether or not your health is a liability or asset. And let me tell you something right now. If you are listening to this right now, I have no idea what you're prioritizing in your life. But if you're listening to this and your health is more of a liability than it is an asset, I know you're prioritizing the wrong thing. All right, let's get into it. So here's the first thing. So CQC, three ways to know whether or not your health is a liability versus an asset. The first C stands for confidence. Does your health impede your ability to be confident? Now, let me pause here to define what I mean when I say health, because I'm not just talking about physical health. I'm talking about physical, emotional, and mental health. So when I say, is your health a liability or an asset? This doesn't just include from the neck down. This also includes from the neck up. All right. So we, of course, want to take a whole body approach, a whole person approach to optimal health. And so while you may be physically okay, if you know you are emotionally imbalanced, if you know you are mentally imbalanced, then that requires just as much attention as the physical, just to be clear. So the first C in the CQC framework stands for confidence. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Now, this framework comes from my years as a health coach and my years of talking to individuals whose health is a liability, meaning they are crystal clear that the state of their health is impeding their life. And so a few examples of this when it comes to confidence is I've had people tell me, for example, Lisa, I would love to show up more publicly, like in my career and in my business, but I hate the way I look on camera. I'm overweight and I just look really big when I see myself on camera. So their confidence in showing up publicly is literally being impeded by their current health. They're overweight. People are suffering from body dysmorphia. 
they're maybe ashamed of what they look like. And as a result, they lack the confidence that's required to show up publicly when they know they need to be showing up publicly because maybe they have a gift or a talent that is not being utilized at the highest level. I've had one person who said, I've been tapped to do a um, documentary, but I'm thinking about turning it down for the same reason. She was overweight and she was just had all of this shame and insecurity about how she would look to other people. So as a result, in these cases, their health is a liability. Imagine that you have opportunities that you could be taking advantage of. You have people who could be benefiting from what you have to say and what you have to share. And you're literally making the conscious choice not to show up because of your personal health. In that case, your health is a liability. And again, I don't know what you're prioritizing, but if your health is not an asset, I know you're prioritizing the wrong thing. Okay? so. This also might affect your confidence in personal areas, like in relationships. When it comes to dating, it could affect your confidence in your marriage. This can affect your confidence at work, right? So maybe you're not trying to show up on camera, but maybe you like have some insecurities about standing up in front of people and doing a presentation. Maybe you would love to be a speaker, but you just have stage fright from how you would appear on the stage, right? So your confidence, but this is not just confidence in your looks. This is also confidence when it comes to how you're able to execute on opportunities, right? So your confidence is impacted by the opportunities you say yes to and the opportunities you go after or the opportunities that you apply for. If you know, for example, that you're tired all the time, like you are battling chronic fatigue while you're working your day job and you desire to work on your own business or your company at night, you may not really pursue it at the rate you need to because you're tired all the time, right? And so you're like, I really want to get this off the ground. I really want to exit from my nine to five, or maybe I want to keep my nine to five, but I really would love to have this side business doing what I'm really passionate about. But damn it, I'm tired all the time, right? I literally had someone tell me this the other day. She's like, I work in education. I work in the school system. And she works at a high level. I think she was like a principal or assistant principal. And she's like, I know I'm kind of reaching that point in my career where it's time to pivot. I'm thinking about retirement. I would love to do something that I'm really passionate about in this next season of my life. She's like, but when I get home from the school, I am drained. And let me tell you, she was overweight. She had a sugar addiction and she had some pre-stuff. I think she was like pre-diabetic, pre-hypertensive. So things were imbalanced in the body. So she literally didn't have the confidence to pursue whatever this next season of her life had available for her because she was chronically fatigued. In this instance, her health is a liability. If your health keeps you from doing whatever the hell it is you want to do, that is a liability, okay? So that's the first one. That's confidence. Here's the second measuring stick you can use to determine whether or not your health is an asset or a liability. The Q in the CQC framework stands for quality of life. This is major. This is huge. And I don't have to tell you guys this, right? You know this already conceptually, but is your quality of life impaired because of your health? Again, your physical, mental, or emotional health. So this could be simple stuff we think of when we think of quality of life, like going to events. I've had clients tell me in the past, people ask me to go to events or concerts or on trips. And I say no, because I don't think I can fit in the seats. 
in that instance, your health is a liability. There is an experience you can have, a memory you can create, and you're saying no, not because you're not interested in who's performing at the concert, not because you're not interested in seeing the place you will be flying to, strictly because you have insecurities and fear about being able to physically spit in a seat or physically keep up like, oh, I know they're going to be doing a lot of walking in that city. I don't know. New Orleans is a walking city, right? And I don't have the energy. My knees hurt all the time. My back hurt all the time. Like I don't feel well. I've had people with digestive health issues say to me, I don't really travel because of my IBS and I, I have to go to the bathroom after I eat every time. And so I don't like to travel far away from home because I don't like to use public bathrooms, right? And so in this case, their health is a liability. They have a desire to travel, have a desire to see the world, but they don't because they have a digestive health issue that limits the distance they can go away from home. That's quality of life. That's impairing the quality of your life. Like, it's crazy. Last semester, I remember we had a student firm to table and when she enrolled, she was like, I really want to be able to play with my grandkids. They're getting older. Like they were, I guess, babies at one point, of course. But what I mean by older is not like teenagers. I mean, they were like starting to walk and run older, right? And so she's like, they are so active. They're so full of energy. And as I age, I want to be able to keep up with my grandbabies. She's like, I actually don't want to be the sedentary grandparent. I want to be the active grandparent that can go places, take them places, you know, fumble around with them. And so towards the end of the semester, she had done all the work, you know, and farm to table. And towards the end of the semester, she reported to us. She said, I am so happy to report that my grandkids, I was playing with them. I was able to get up and down off the ground easily that I never thought I would be able to do again. That's quality of life. What is better than creating a memory with your child or your grandchild, right? Just being able to create. Listen, I had somebody reach out to me a couple of years ago and she was the sister of the client, okay? And so the client, he was this guy, 500 pounds minimum. I know he was over 500 pounds, right? And this was back in the day when I was risking my whole life to save people. Like I was going into people's homes, okay? So I would do house calls with him Every week or every two weeks, I would go to this stranger's house because again, he was 500 pounds. He wasn't coming to me. And at that time I wasn't doing virtual, right? I was just out in these streets trying to save people with health, was not online. And so I would go to his house every week or every two weeks and sit in a chair across from him and talk about nutrition, talk about exercise, talk about what he ate that week, go over his food logs, talk about everything that we needed to discuss to get him in the mindset to get healthy. And I remember him sharing with me, like I have a couple grandkids, but one of them is about to graduate from high school and it was coming up in a few weeks. And he's like, I don't know if I can go to the ceremony. I think it was like, like a university. He's like, it's really big. It's stadium style. You know how those parking lots are. We're going to have to walk from the parking lot all the way to the door, find the seats up in the stands. And he walked with a cane, of course. He walked with assistance. And he's like, I don't know if I can do it. Like, I'm not going to be able to breathe because I think he had oxygen and all. It was just a whole situation. And so again, in this instance, his health is a liability because it's impeding his ability to experience something that happens one time. His baby was graduating 
from high school. And he was seriously like, y'all gonna have to take video and show it to me later because I can't make it, right? He's like, I don't know if they have handicap parking. Even if they do, that's probably still not close enough. It was a whole thing. And my heart was just breaking. I'm like, wow, our health can really rob us of a high quality of life, right? And so the cost of not being well is so high. So your quality of life, whether that's in your profession, whether that's your relationships, whether that's experiences like traveling or graduations or weddings or whatever, your physical, mental, and emotional health can really rob you of having high quality experiences, whatever that looks like for you. I personally love to travel. The main reasons I take care of my body and my mind is so that I can go see the world. It is like my favorite thing. But even if traveling isn't your thing, what is your thing? Is it bowling? Can you bend over and pick up the ball and roll it down? Like, what is your thing? And are you able to do that as often as you would like with who you would like, right? Because if not, like if you're constantly catatonic because you're always having like these emotional breakdowns, that's a problem. So your health can be a liability. And most people don't look at it that way. When we're not having those experiences, where when we're not having those outings, when we're not engaging with people, meeting new people, creating and cultivating a healthy ecosystem for ourselves, because maybe we have agoraphobia, we're afraid of strangers, like maybe we have anxiety and panic attacks that prevents us from being able to create healthy relationships with new people. That's impeding your quality of life. If you suffer from anxiety and you're not doing anything about it and really giving it the attention it needs so that you can heal or at least manage it to where you can live with it at a high level, then your health is a liability. Seriously, it's a liability. And so these are the things that are so important that we must consider because our lives are not meant to be led on a mediocre level, okay? So here's the final one. And this is the big one for me. Like this is the one that means the most to me personally. Okay. So we went through the first two. How do I know whether or not my health is a liability? Does it impair your confidence? Does it impair your quality of life? But the third one, the second C in the CQC framework is this, your contribution to society. Now let's be very clear here. All right. We are here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to re-gift our gift. Our gifts are meant to be re-gifted. Your gift was given to you. You didn't choose it. And whatever your gift is, it is meant to improve the life of someone else. So if your health is impeding your contribution to society, you are absolutely failing on your assignment. If you know that book was supposed to be written years ago, if you know that program was supposed to be created years ago, if you know you were supposed to have been applying for that grant funding for that nonprofit and you're not doing it, if there's a segment of the population you feel like you were called to serve, broken women, young babies, seniors, whatever, and you're not serving them, you are failing on your assignment. And if you're not doing that because you have impaired confidence, a low quality of life, you're ashamed about what you look like, you're ashamed about what you feel like, you are dropping the ball and you are not contributing to society the way you were assigned to do. Your health is a liability. Period. And there's no reason for this. So I made a post the other day and it said something like, here's the crazy part. Being healthy is not the assignment. It's the prerequisite to the assignment. I'm going to say that again. Being healthy is not the assignment. 
It is the prerequisite to the assignment. I want you to think about that. Most people think that the reason we're supposed to eat plants and exercise and drink water and get good sleep and all of this stuff is so that we can live a long time and so that we can, you know, avoid disease, avoid premature death. What most people think is that eating right, exercising, all of the components of health is a self-serving activity. If you think that way, you're wrong, okay? Eating plants every damn day, drinking water, avoiding ultra-processed food, staying away from the sugar, exercising with intention, spending time with people who build you up, living a life of purpose, having good sleep hygiene, eradicating chronic stress. Those are not self-serving activities the way you've been led to believe. It is not so that you can wake up tomorrow. It's so that you can serve tomorrow. That is not a self-serving assignment. It's quite the opposite. The point of being healthy is not for me, myself, and I. The point of being healthy is so that you can leverage your health to execute on your assignment. And if it's been unclear up until this point, your assignment is to use your gift to improve the life of someone else. So is your health allowing you to do that at a high level? or disallowing you to do that because you're so unwell all the time? Are you tired all the time? You ain't never got energy. You only got energy to go to work to pay your bills and cook meals for your family. You never have energy to serve. And your health is a liability. If you're chronically stressed out, how many people are constantly saying how stressed out they are. They stressed out about their job. They stressed out about their money. They stressed out about relationships. Your health has officially become a liability. Why? Because when you are chronically stressed, you cannot make intelligent decisions. Your intelligence is impaired when you are chronically stressed. This is science back, okay? You have something called a hindbrain and a forebrain. And when your levels of cortisol, the stress hormone, are elevated in your body, it impairs your ability to make healthy decisions. Your intelligence and your decision-making ability, your executive function is literally impaired when you are chronically stressed. Your health is officially a liability. Okay? How many people are walking around here while carrying all this excess weight thinking it's no big deal and got the nerve to claim they don't have pre-existing conditions? I'm sorry. How did you miss this? Being overweight is a pre-existing condition. How can you say I'm overweight and healthy? Uh, no, being overweight and being healthy are not equivalent. If you have visceral fat surrounding your organs, putting your kidney at risk, putting your liver at risk, putting your heart at risk, putting your joints at risk, putting your life expectancy at risk, putting your intelligence at risk, just like chronic stress, did you know that being overweight literally shrinks your brain? Yeah, being overweight is a pre-existing condition. Okay, so all of that impairs your ability to contribute to society. Everybody's life has been made better by somebody else being obedient. That is also your job. Your job, our job, my job is to make somebody else's life better by being obedient to what I'm called to do. If you are not able to do that, then your health is not an asset. It's a liability. Period. And so, so many of us are thinking that these things aren't a big deal, right? Like, do you ever think about how often your health or maybe 
your own physical appearance that you are not completely happy with makes decisions for you. It makes decisions on maybe who you date, who you don't date, who you love, professionally, what you do, what you don't do. Your health makes so many decisions that you're not aware of, where you shop, what you wear, how you show up, how you don't show up. So if I decided tomorrow that I'm just about to stop eating plants, forget it, it ain't worth it. I'm going back to cheese. I'm going back to sugar. I'm going back to ultra processed food. I ain't got time to cook. I ain't got time in grocery shop. I'm too busy. I don't have time for the gym. I'm too busy. I don't have time to meditate. I'm too busy. I don't have time to pray. Every single thing I do for health, physical, mental, and emotional is so that I can do what I'm doing right now talking to you guys to help give you a perspective, to help you consider things differently so that tomorrow you can show up differently for somebody else. It is literally the plants I ate today, the water I drank today, the workout and meditation and prayer that I did this morning that is allowing me to show up in a full and sound body and mind right now and deliver on my, I know my gift is communication. I know it's speaking, teaching, creating frameworks. Like this is my jam, I'm in my bag. But I'm only able to do this at the rate at which I desire to do it because I intentionally meet my prerequisites. What is your prerequisite to contributing to society? Optimal health. You cannot deliver and serve and be unwell. It baffles me the amount of people out here trying to start businesses, write books, volunteer, save the world, and they are so unwell. They are so unwell. Like, what makes you think? But see, this really goes back to our acceptance of mediocrity, our acceptance of being average, our acceptance of happily living in the middle, the messy middle where everyone lives. Like, have you ever just tried to wake up every day and operate out of a spirit of excellence? You should try it. Because when you operate out of excellence, when the goal is excellence, instead of the goal just being to meet your quota, it changes things. When your goal is excellence, it really highlights for you the parts of you that need work when your goal is excellence. One of the things my coaches suffer with, a lot of them inside of the plant protocol is confidence. It's confidence. How they look on camera, how they sound on camera. I don't have the personality for this. I'm not well-versed enough. I don't have the capability. I don't have, and all of that impairs their ability to do what? Show up and articulate their value to the clients they want to serve, to the clients they want to help. Literally, their confidence in themselves, so now we're talking about mental health, is impeding their contribution to society. Because in those instances, because our ego is going to ego, we make it about us. I don't like the way I look, the way I sound, the way I feel. I don't feel capable. So we make it all about us and the ego takes over. And now our contribution to society is compromised. So those are the three things I want you guys to consider when you are making a determination on the next thing you need to invest in. If your health is a liability, your next investment should be on getting healthy. Everything else should be a non-issue at this point. If physically you are unwell, if mentally you are unwell, if emotionally you are unwell, the only thing that should be on your to-do list right now is figuring out how to get well. And I'm let me be clear, I'm not talking about figuring out how to feel better. That is not the same. There are many things you can do to feel slightly better that will give you the illusion that you can go back to business as usual. No, 
Okay, I'm talking about eradication. I'm talking about reversal. I'm talking about curing. I'm talking about losing the weight and never finding it again. I'm not talking about losing the first 15 and taking your foot off the gas. I'm talking about the spirit of excellence. I'm talking about going all the way. If you are unwell, your next investment needs to be time, money, or energy into getting well. If you have been trying to DIY it up until this point, you need to get help. You need to hire help. You need to call in help. You need to raise your hand and beg for help. You need to get on your knees and pray for help because how dare you claim that you want to help other people when you have all these great initiatives and every day you wake up and putting poison in your body, smoking poison, drinking poison, not exercising, not thinking straight, making decisions from emotions instead of from data. Like it's insane to me. We just, we all over the place. So excellence should be the goal for everybody. At least if you in my ecosystem, so many people, I heard some, I've been accused of like, she too extreme. What? Oh, I'm sorry. The reason I'm extreme is because I have evidence of the benefits of my extremities. I know what it takes to coach somebody who doesn't believe. They don't need permission to eat cookies just because they have a few calories left over for the day. Heck yeah, I'm extreme because I'm not here for your convenience. I'm here for your transformation. She trying to take everything from you. She don't want you to eat nothing. Yeah, nothing that's going to kill you. What kind of coach gives somebody permission to eat a little bit of cheese, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of chicken if we know it's inflaming the body and the mind? I'm not extreme. I just make sense. Well, I'm so angry today. I got to figure this out. Anyway, that is the framework for determining whether or not your health is a liability or an asset, all right? Is it impeding your confidence, your quality of life, or your contribution to society? If there's even one yes in there, then you need to prioritize getting well as quickly and as soon as possible. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need The Plant Protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.